listen to a word from Father uh, Mina Kiddis. Uh, Abuna Mina is uh, is the priest of St. Paul and St. John Chrysostom uh, Church in Boston. And uh, I've heard a lot about his service. We have many of our youth that uh, live in his area, and I hear so many good things about his service. So we thank him for being with us tonight, and we look forward to hearing uh, his words. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Um, I'm really happy to be with you guys in in a way um, tonight. I hope that you guys are all doing well and staying safe during this pandemic. And I wish you all the joy in this holy week. Um, Father David, can you hear me? Hear you. Am I able to share my screen? Yes, you are. Okay, I'm going to share. Let's see if this works. I'm just going to share an icon. And my thing is not letting me. Okay, no problem. We don't need it. The icon that I was going to share with you is of Jesus on the cross with St. Mary next to him. And St. Mary and St. John And so if you have that icon in your homes, it's something that's good to look at. Tonight, I wanted to talk to us, and I won't be too long. I know it's late. I wanted for us all to think about what Jesus has to offer us, because especially these days when we are being withheld from communion, when we're being withheld from going to church, we feel a little bit orphaned. We feel as if doesn't Christ have anything to give to us? And it reminded me very much that there is something that God reminds us always of. Jesus always reminds us that he tells his disciples, behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. He reminds them of the promise of the father. They had assembled out of fear in the upper room, much as we are all assembled in our homes. There is a little bit of a fear that we are in our homes and we can't go out. And it's reminiscent of those disciples. And Christ reminds us that God still has something to offer us. We miss his physical presence, but he reminds us of the promise of the Father. And there are a great many mysteries throughout all of Holy Week. But this is one of the mysteries I'd like for us to witness. That Jesus Christ has a gift that he is going to give us on the cross. And it might not be something we've considered before. I want us to notice tonight what that gift is. And who he gives it to so that we also can receive. If we go to John's Gospel. And I'm going to be focusing a lot on John's Gospel tonight. John, in chapter 19, he quotes Jesus when Jesus says, It is finished. And bowing his head, he handed over his spirit. This is John 19.30. In Matthew and Luke's gospel, they tell how Jesus yielded up his spirit. That he, in the sense of the breath of life, that he entrusted his spirit to the Father. And, but John in his gospel seems to imply a deeper meaning. For he says, literally in the Greek, 
he handed over his spirit. It's the same terminology used when describing the Jewish leaders and Pilate handing over Jesus to be crucified. And Jesus here on the cross is handing over his spirit. In light of Matthew and Luke's gospel, we sometimes gloss over what this means. John is saying something deeper. What does this mean, this handing over of his spirit? Many times in John's gospel, if you want to figure out what he's trying to say, you have to work backwards. So right before Jesus hands over the spirit, there was the commission of the beloved disciple with St. Mary. And with that, Jesus finishes the work he came to do. And then he hands over his spirit. Who does he hand it over to? Jesus had promised the communication of the spirit when he would be glorified, that he would give us this gift, the promise of the father. And here the spirit is handed over to the beloved disciple. This is very important. In the same vein, St. John mentions an incident that was not recorded in the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. An incident so important that the beloved disciple testifies to it. He says, I have witnessed it and I testify to it. And that is the piercing of the side of Jesus from which there came blood and water. In his life, Jesus had spoken of the water of life that he would give. He had said of himself, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the spirit, which believers in him were to receive. For as yet there was no spirit because Jesus was not yet glorified. This Holy Week, every Holy Week, and anytime we look at the cross, we are reminded that Jesus is glorified. He is raised on the cross and the water that flows from within him that's permeated with his blood is truly the water of life bringing salvation to people. The spirit and the living water. These are the means of rebirth by water and the spirit that Jesus had promised to Nicodemus. St. Augustine and many of the fathers, they saw in the water and the blood the fundamental Christian sacrament of baptism and the Eucharist flowing from Jesus' death, the birth of the church really from the side of Jesus. And so the recipient of the spirit that Jesus hands over is the one who receives the blood and water flowing from Jesus' side, those who are in the church. Jesus is the king on the cross and he's giving the gift of the spirit to us. In St. John's gospel, he's laid out a sort of roadmap throughout his gospel for those who can follow along to witness. I said at the beginning that Jesus has a gift to give. Who does he give it to? He gives it to the beloved disciple. And St. John in his gospel gives us a roadmap so that we also can become the beloved disciple. Notice John doesn't mention his name. It's not just out of humility. He does it because it's a roadmap for all of us to become the beloved 
disciple. If we look back through John's gospel, since we want to become the recipients of this gift, we want to become the beloved disciple, we can see that throughout John's gospel, there's actually an undercurrent of discipleship. That John is laying out the framework of how to become a disciple. It's sort of a blueprint on how to follow Jesus and be his disciple. And then after becoming his disciple, receiving the Spirit and having life, having the gift of the Holy Spirit and his gift of love, joy, peace, and his presence. And we have to remember that this is the promise of the Father. We notice at the beginning of John's Gospel, we see that there are two disciples who begin to follow Jesus, whose question is, where do you abide? Where is your home? It embodies all of our quests to find a home. Jesus tells them, come and see. And in the celebration of the Eucharist, invites them to make their home in him. Abide in me and I in you. We're looking for a home. Jesus says, come and see. And finally, after following him for three years, he tells them, make your home in me and I will make my home in you. He finally shows and reveals his home. Then at the wedding of Canada of Galilee, St. John presents to us St. Mary, who was the first disciple. Then St. John introduces us to St. John the Baptist, who was a model disciple, the model of all disciples. And then St. John in his gospel will compare and contrast Nicodemus and then the Samaritan woman. Nicodemus who comes in darkness, leaves in darkness. And the Samaritan woman who is able and willing to open herself up to Christ to receive his word and then becomes herself a disciple, brings the village, all of the village to come to Jesus. And it keeps on going throughout John's gospel. We're not going to do a study of John's gospel tonight, but he opens up and shows us the pathway of becoming the beloved disciple. And then John quotes Jesus when he invites us all to follow him and become his disciples. We read, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. To follow Christ means to see, to walk differently, to live differently. And then we see in the Last Supper, the call to discipleship develops into friendship with Jesus and ultimately into union with him. Jesus says, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. I chose you and appointed you. Jesus, he calls each and every one of us to be servants, then friends, then beloved ones who are in communion, a place of intimacy. And then what do we see? The beloved disciple receives the spirit from the glorified king on the cross. I thank Father David. It looks like he put the icon up of Jesus on the cross with St. Mary and the beloved disciple next to him. Jesus, the king that's on the cross, we'll remember this in the hymns this week when we remember that this is his throne and he's giving us this gift. He hands over his spirit, each and every one of us wants the spirit we want to feel god's presence that he is here that he's with us that he hasn't left us and yet jesus tells us it's to our advantage that he goes away so that he can send us the spirit the promise of the father i personally 
am weak, I'm attached to the physical presence of God. I'm attached to the physical presence of the church and the Eucharist. His physical presence comforts me. It is an enormous leap to be dependent on the Spirit, to think about the Spirit, to pray to the Spirit, to remember that the church presents to us prayers to the Holy Spirit, that Jesus tells us that it's to our advantage that he goes away. Because we may not always have the physical presence of Jesus. I can imagine the disciples were sad. No, they wanted to always be with Jesus. But Jesus could not, in his body, before his crucifixion and resurrection, go with them everywhere. But through the Holy Spirit, who brings to us remembrance of Jesus Christ, he is always with us through his Spirit. That's why it's to our advantage that he goes away. Remember that St. Paul tells us, if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. The gift of the Holy Spirit gives the beloved disciple life. New spiritual powers. It doesn't make him or her invincible to sin and suffering. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to live in his divine presence at all times. To always see that even in the midst of pandemic, God is here. He is in our home churches. He is in my heart. He is with me every step. He is with me as concretely as he is with me in the communion. Concretely as he is in the church. The Spirit is always with me. And he brings to me Christ who presents us to the Father. He gives us the Spirit to fight against sin. He is our pledge of victory. St. Paul reminds us, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This is the spirit of resurrection, not the spirit of weariness, of regret, of anxiety, of despair and hopelessness. Remember, St. Paul also says, Awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. We are all recipients of this gift of life, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. We have all been given the spirit of victory and glory. It is the Holy Spirit who lives and gives life. And our King, Jesus Christ, gives us this gift from his throne on the cross to his beloved disciple. Remember, Jesus tells us, I will not leave you orphans. We are not orphaned because we are not in the church. We are never orphaned. Remember, Jesus says, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. St. John, he doesn't give us details of the Pentecost. Instead, he gives us the roadmap. The roadmap for all believers to receive the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit. The gift that Jesus hands over on the cross to the beloved disciple. And we're all invited to be that beloved disciple. All of us are invited to be the beloved disciple standing at the cross, witnessing the truth, receiving his spirit, receiving this mystery.
we've all finished the journey of Lent, and now we're, can't even remember what day it is today, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday. We're now almost halfway through this holy week. Let's go and continue this journey of every disciple. And let's see if you can all challenge yourself to try to make that enormous leap. To go from our attachment to the physical presence of God to being attached to His Spirit. His Spirit will bring Jesus Christ to us. Remember, how does the body and blood come on the altar? It is the Holy Spirit who brings Him to us. It is the Holy Spirit who brings to us remembrance of Jesus Christ. It is the Holy Spirit who brings to us Scripture. The Holy Spirit will continue to be our discussion during the Holy 50 Days and Pentecost and then during the, fe- during the fast of the Apostles. But for tonight, I wanted us to recognize the very simple message that St. John the Disciple presents to us. That Jesus on the cross fulfills his promise to not leave us orphans. That Jesus on the cross hands over the Spirit to the beloved Disciple. And each and every one of us are on that journey to become and realize that we are the beloved disciple, to receive his spirit and to live, to live in his spirit, to live in his divine presence, and to live in the complete joy that Jesus promised us in his spirit. And glory be to God forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Thank you, Bonamina. We appreciate your kind words. We thank you for your spending the evening with us. We ask that you uh, pray for us and give us the final blessing. I'll give us the blessing that the priest gives during the last week. May Jesus Christ, our true God, who through his own goodwill accepted sufferings and was crucified on the cross for our sakes, bless us with all spiritual blessings and support us and complete for us the Holy Bascha and bring forth upon us the joy of his holy resurrection for many years in peaceful time the never-ending intercession of the Holy Theotokos St. Mary, and of all the choir of the angels and the archangels, and through the prayers of the patriarchs, the prophets, the apostles, the martyrs, the righteous, the holy ones, cross bears, the ascetics, confessors, and the anchorites, and through the blessings of this holy basket of our good Savior. May their holy blessings, their benediction, their power, their gift, their love, and their help be with us all forever. Amen. Make us, Lord, worthy to be thankfully, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, for thine is the King, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. The love of God, the Father, grace is only the God, and Son of all God, and Savior, Jesus Christ. The communion gift of the Holy Spirit be with you. Go in peace, the peace of the Lord be with you all. Amen.